We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The headline on the article that piqued my interest was potential multi-million dollar facelift could modernize the XL Center. You know, we've talked so much about Hartford and the XL Center. I'm pretty clear on how I feel about a lot of it. Huge fan of of Hartford. Want the best thing for for the city and for this building. And so, to talk a little bit more about this, is someone who really is in the know, Michael Freemuth, uh, Capital Region Development Authority Executive Director. Michael, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm um, well. Just give me a couple of nuts and bolts here. You know, what is the potential investment? How far along are the talks? Well, we've been at it for about six months, um, but it actually goes back further than that. About um, a year ago, uh, OVG purchased Spectra. Spectra had been managing the XL Center for nearly 10 years. Uh, so we have a working partnership with most of the folks who are involved. Um, OVG is a national, actually internationally based, uh, arena operator. Uh, they invest in arenas. Uh, they manage them, uh, stadiums, theaters, amphitheaters. Um, and they approached us about our long-term plans for the facility. Uh, we walked him through what's known as the lower bowl strategy, where we try to reposition the uh, the lower bowl for more premium seating, better revenue streams, and make some general upgrades to the amenities in the building. And uh, and we asked them if they would be interested in investing and in going long term. Uh, they indicated yes, subject to us figuring out a couple of problems with the structure. Uh, one was the uh, stage location and the number of seats and the pricing of the seats in front of the stage, which is a physical change to the facility. And the second one was load-in and load-out. Um, most people don't realize it, but we got one dock underground to load a show in and take it out, um, which is highly inefficient. Uh, one of the reasons we've suffered in getting shows in and out is because of the high cost of moving them in and out of the building right. in a timely way. So the second big piece was to restructure the lower subterranean levels to bring in more trucking. Um, we've worked out solutions to both of those. Uh, there's a price to those, um, and that's what we're negotiating now. Now I, you know, and listen, I'm a huge supporter of of having a major venue in downtown Hartford and a supporter of Hartford. My my first question is just straight business. What what's the ROI? Like, why would someone want to put a hundred million into this building? I mean, that's a big number, and would take a. I don't know what the yeah, the, the actuarial table would. is, but um, it, the the numbers you have to look at is what would be the public piece and what would be the private piece. Um, the public piece is going to be much larger, and it's going to deal with 45 years of deferred maintenance from elevators to escalators to roofing systems to, you know, electrical and plumbing. Um, those are just systems that are just worn out, broken down. And there's supplementary systems that have come along, such as information technology, IT. Uh, everybody walks in, you get 15,000 cell phones going in the building, it sort of breaks apart. So there's technology and there's basic building systems that the public side is going to have to invest in the public building. And do you have commitments to that? Well, we have $65 million identified in the state capital plan dedicated to the XL. Um, while we're talking with OVG is, can they gap between the 65 and the 100 we think it's going to take to pull it off? Okay. Therein lies your ROI discussion. How much money can they invest in the building um, to get a decent ROI on those funds? Uh, what does it do to generate new revenue? What does it do to bring in new events? Um, that's their math. 
um, they'll come up with a number. Uh, we'll find out that number covers the additions we got to put into the building to accommodate their business plan, add our funds, and that should get us to the close to the finish line. I'm not sure it's going to get us all the way there, but that's the objective. What, we're talking with Michael Freemuth, and we appreciate the time, uh, Executive Director at CRDA. What is the timetable now? Well, we'd like to get something put together by the end of the year, uh, at least in the business terms. Uh, and if need be, and I kind of think this is where we're headed, probably have to go through a legislative process. So we want to prepare the package, uh, which would be a, uh, a public-private partnership, uh, which is governed by certain state statutes, and we'll have to run our gauntlet, run the gauntlet uh, through that process, which may well include some legislative action. Okay, so say that happens. On that, you, we we know in life almost nothing happens on the, our ideal timetables, but say it does, and say the the numbers work out. When would this stuff start, and when would it be completed? Well, some of it can only be done when the building is closed, which means generally the summertime. Um, it's major structural stuff in the subterranean areas. Um, so we would probably queue it up uh, for late 23, um, and probably over the course of 23 to 25, um, we would try to complete the project. And, you know, the, the big you get asked this a lot. I know, you know, the replacement cost is too huge for the facility. Right, right. And so, and, and you've been very honest in saying, like, this is what we have, and we have to do the best we can with it. And I, I respect that. And I, you know, taxpayers want to make sure their money isn't going down a hole. And how confident are you that if you get these, this $100 million, that you can make this a facility that will be attractive to whether it's major concerts or, or other sporting events? Well, I think we can make it uh, attractive to both sporting events, whether it's UConn and the, and the locker rooms and the different amenities uh, a UConn fan wants, or, or that matter, the, the concert industry. Um, our biggest dilemma has been we haven't been able to attract the concert business because of the casinos. Um, mm. Now, the casinos have a smaller house. Um, we haven't been able to capitalize on a larger house. Uh, so the trick is to build, if you will, the right model, that will generate the revenue to allow the concert industry to come back into downtown. Hmm. That's the trick of the whole business. Um, I think we can make this building uh, more than compete uh, and, and be a modern, uh, fun property to go to. The, the reality of life is this. Um, if we were just to simply take the building down, we'd be spending tens of millions of dollars. Um, it's, it's just not that simple of an exercise. And then we'd have two or three commercial buildings that would need to do walls on one side. Right. Uh, and then we'd have a big giant hole in the middle of downtown. And if you want to know how that works out, go to New Haven and see what's happened at the New Haven Coliseum site. It's been nearly 20 years. Um, and so we have something. And the trick is, how do we get a better play on it? Um, we've, we've gotten our depreciation out of this property. The average age is 20 for an arena in America. We're at 45. So we've gotten two times the value out of the building today. Uh, and it does push economic activity downtown. I mean, I know people sort of poo-poo that, but talk to the restaurant guys who make the VIG in the evening so they can be open during the day. Talk to the hotels. Talk to somebody of the trade that goes on, whether it's parking or even hotels in the region when we have large events. Um, all that is critical to the life cycle of the city. And so the building carries a lot of amenities. Yeah, I just wish know? it was... I, I totally agree. I just wish yeah. it was more. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's the... That's the key, and I, 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 I don't have a solution, and I hope this is something that works out and, and does that. And, and obviously, we appreciate the inside, and we'll check in you know, maybe before Christmas and see where we're at. Yeah, I think so. By the end of the year, I think we'll have a better direction on this. And then, of course, as the legislative session opens up, uh, we'll be into the depths of it. All right, Michael. Have a great day. We really appreciate the time and, and the transparent answers. Sure enough. Talk to you again. All right, Michael Freemuth from CRDA, the executive director. 
Oh, it's a tough. It's it's tough, and hopefully they they can they can solve it. And the competition with the casinos that something I hadn't considered as much as I should have. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.